Clayton Bird Goes Underground by Rita Williams Garcia. Chapter 9 Blues Day. The next day, Clayton awoke determined to work on his goodness. He wanted to fall into the groove of things, so he sang, This land is your land, along with his class for glee. He raised his hand and waited to be called on before speaking. He didn't whine when it was time for silent reading, even though he knew practically every word in Chapter 2, The Call to Adventure, by heart. He could hear his grandfather's voice reading. The call of the sea pulled him closer to its tempting edge. Adventure! Adventure, the waves called. Let us show you the world, Pablo de Pablo. Explore. Clayton opened his eyes wide. He leaned forward as if to lean into the story as the boy set off on his journey to one of the far corners of the world. He was doing well and read silently, rapidly, picturing the boy in the boat, mastering the tide. Soon, the motion of the green-blue sea, its flickering crests sent him sailing toward drowsiness. He fought the urge to give in, but his eyes glazed. The words on the page blurred. Before Pablo de Pablo, boy explorer, could establish command of his little boat, Clayton's head sank down upon his desk, and he fell into the deepest sleep. Alma tapped his leg with her sneaker, but Clayton only turned his head to the other side. A small wad of paper hit his ear. He scratched his ear and continued to snore, now louder. Ms. Treadwell's chair scraped against the floor, but she didn't awaken Clayton, nor did the sound of her heels. Clayton snored even louder, which made the class laugh louder. His teacher bent slightly and placed her hand on his shoulder. She spoke softly. Clayton Bird. One eyelid rolled up. Clayton looked around slowly. He was no longer in a boat out to sea, but in a row of desks and chairs. He tossed aside his oar, yawned until his ravioli and string bean ravioli and string bean breath hit Miss Treadwell. She blinked. Clayton, see me after class. The room echoed with ooze. Clayton shrugged. He didn't mean to fall asleep. He knew why. He just couldn't say why the four corners of the world put him to sleep, or that his grandfather died with the four corners of the world in his lap. Clayton couldn't, wouldn't, open his mouth. About time, 
his bus driver said when he finally climbed aboard. Clayton said sorry and then slid into the seat Omar had saved for him. Alma told me what happened, Omar said. Clayton stood and looked for Alma. She caught his eye and stuck out her tongue, like the lizard. He sat back down. What did Miss Treadwell say? Omar asked. Nothing much, Clayton said, although that was far from true. Miss Treadwell asked him if he was getting enough sleep at home, to which he answered yes. She asked if there was a particular reason why he was so tired. He shook his head and answered no. And that was true. He wasn't tired for any particular reason. Then she told him, in her special and gentle voice, that she understood he was going through a rough time, but he'd have to stay awake in class, especially during reading. He asked again if he could read a different book, any other book than the one she assigned. Miss Treadwell smiled and said, Nice try, Clayton, but no, no, you may not. She said, Tomorrow is a new day, and that she wanted to see improvement. Oh, Omar said, disappointed. That's all? Clayton took an envelope out of his book bag. You got a note. Clayton raised his eyebrows and shrugged. You going to show it to your mother? Another shrug. Clayton had played it off cool with Omar and the few classmates who laughed at him on the bus ride home. It had been the second day in a row that Clayton had fallen asleep during reading, and his classmates soon forgot that he was the kid whose grandfather died, or even the kid who played the harmonica. Clayton's snoring became legendary. His new name was Sleepster. Their teasing didn't seem to bother him. Clayton grabbed his book bag as soon as his mother pulled into the driveway. Be strong, Omar said, half teasing. Clayton shrugged. Later, he said, bye to Omar's mom. And he was out the back door striding toward his mother. She looked tired. Hey, mom. Hey, angel. He didn't waste time. She was tired, but she had called him Angel. As soon as they entered their house and she sighed heavily, Clayton pulled out the folded letter from his book bag. What's this? she asked. Clayton noted she wasn't angry yet. He raised his eyebrows and shrugged. Clayton? She whipped the paper open. He watched her eyes race across and down the paper. It took her all of three two-count musical bars to read the letter. He braced himself for scolding. Why are you sleeping in class, Angel? Clayton's eyebrows raised. He shrugged. I don't know. I want to read a different book. That's all. 
Clayton, you don't get to do what you want. You do what your teacher says. You know better. He didn't shrug, but he didn't speak either. She exhaled and then seemed to wait a full two, four count bars before saying, Tomorrow, you're staying home. Clayton wished he had read the letter. Why am I staying home? Am I suspended? His mother, who usually answered without fixing her words first, hesitated before speaking. Finally, she said, You have to speak to someone before you return to class. What does that mean, he thought. Did you have your snack? She asked. He nodded. Finish your homework? Not all of it. Get it done, she said. And Clayton? Yeah. I don't want to hear any harmonica playing tonight, or I'll take that thing away. He didn't remind her it was a blues harp. Thank you.